Welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm your host, Scott, and I'm joined, as always, by Travis Morgan, Man United fan and OB Liverpool fan, to go over the biggest game of the season. Where's my camera? Man City against Liverpool. It doesn't matter whether it's at Man City or it's at Liverpool. It's the biggest game of the season. Uh, I'm sorry, Travis, if that hurts your feelings. Man United, obviously, yeah. 10 years ago, would have been easily the biggest game of the season. But now, in the last five years, it's all about Liverpool and Man City. Uh, OB, we go again. Liverpool have rose from the ashes. Phoenix from the flames. We're back in a title race, according to some. I'm a bit more sceptical, a little bit more pessimistic. Uh, I'm not sure. I just hope we are, but it feels good to be back in the conversation, doesn't it, at the top of the league? It, it, it does. Um, I, I, it was such a big build-up. It's just you know it'll come crashing down now. As I was hearing <laughs> them words coming out of your mouth, Scott, I was thinking, oh, this is, this <laughs> something's going to go wrong tomorrow. I mean, ultimately, yeah, it's good, to, it's good to be in the big games. It's good to be first versus second. Um, it's good to be back in the mix. Um, we had a bit of a dip last season. We weren't performing as we should have done. Um, with the midfield changes that we made, um, we seem to have reinvigorated the team. And, and let's just see what happens. I think the key will be how Klopp goes about it tomorrow. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. Just leave it that. We're back. Uh, Travis... Uh, I'm really pleased you come on tonight. This will give you a bit of welcome respite from slagging off Ten Hag for falling out with Varane (laughs) on Twitter all day. Would you agree? (laughs) Uh, Mate, yeah, I'm sure we'll come on to United on another podcast. Let's forget them now. But I mean, from a neutral perspective, like you said, I've, I've been jealous of United and Liverpool and two contrasting styles in terms of how they operate off the pitch and how they spend, but on the pitch, just two brilliant teams over the last five years going toe-to-toe so as a neutral I'm really looking forward to this game and how it's going to pan out and I mean I'm sure you boys will get into the team news and stuff I've not really seen much of it I'm just looking on my work phone now about who's fit and stuff in the game but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how what shape you both come back in after international break well Erling Haaland's been declared fit OB um did you see the press conference I had on the radio on the way home today Erling Haaland as if it was ever in doubt is fit for Man City at home to Liverpool. Well, it was amazing, wasn't it? There's a load of players that were pulled out of international duty and they all trained for City yesterday, which Mm. stick in the international manager's throats a little bit. It doesn't seem right. But ultimately, City have got the power in the conversation and they've just yanked all these players out who they think might be doubtful got them in, got them a few training sessions and they'll probably be fitter than the rest of the players who come back from internationals. So it's a bit of a strange one, really. Well, one of the big ones is Edison and Obi, and I'm sure we're going to go into it, uh, deep dive into it, and we do a combined 11. Travis is obviously on the stream to add a little bit of balance to stop us putting 11 Liverpool players in. But Edison, (laughs) Brazil are struggling big time and Edison was nowhere to be seen. Is that a real injury or has he pulled a fast one? I don't know, but that that would be a key a key miss if there is a problem there because um, we saw what happened in the FA Cup semi final a couple of years ago, and um, it made a massive difference. And I think in these games, it's going to be little moments to make a difference. And top players, you need them all there, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But if Edison doesn't play for them, I think that's a huge blow for them. 
Um, Obi, me and you've been talking a lot on our Liverpool group chat today. It's always a lot of fun, um, but we always have good debates. Um, is it safe to say that I've talked you out of starting Endo at CDM number six? You threw him in there early. You hadn't even had a coffee at half eight in the morning. And you were like, I'd go Endo. And I think, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I talked you out of it by 10 a.m. And we agreed that Klopp should go 4-2-4 and, and really go for it on the front foot. Is that is it that was, how I seen it? It, it, it? Yeah, it was a little, a little bit of a, a tongue in cheek kind of thing. But ultimately, we are going to have to stop the ball moving between the lines because that's where they flourish. So you know, people like Bernardo Silva will be in and around them areas, causing us problems. Um, looking for space in between. They've got Doku as well, who's who's new. He's something different. We've got to contend with. And it was just really talking about how we can make sure one of our players is in that number six position and, and sweeping up them balls um, as and, and closing down the space in them areas because I think that's where the game's going to be won and lost. I mean, from our perspective, Scott, and it, it was a little bit, it's an outside chance that you're playing, but I wouldn't be completely surprised if you put him in. And the reason I wouldn't be completely surprised is he's a number six and that's what he's there to do. Now, if he's been trusted to be purchased, and he has, and he's considered to be a Liverpool player at some point, you've got to use him for the position he's in. If he's the number one six of the club, uh, that sends shudders down my spine because from what I've seen in the Europa League and his one and only start against Newcastle, or he might have started the last game actually, he's a million miles off the level we need, especially against Man City, especially at the Etihad away from Anfield. Uh, I can't see him going there, but Jurgen Klopp has been known to throw a spanner in the works, especially against Man City and go, as you say, a 4-2-4 or a 4-4-2 out of position. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's probably more likely that he'll go with just two midfielders and play Cody in a slightly in a in a, in a role behind the front three and, and almost like a, a four-two-four. Um, we saw him do it um, the season before last when he really went for it, and it was a one-one draw in the first fifteen twenty yeah. minutes. We blew them off the park, and we just couldn't get another. We just couldn't get the break of the goal. Um, I think he will find something like that. Um, I do think he's got to be a little bit cautious, like I said, particularly with Doku. Bernardo Silva always has his best game of season against us. Players like that are going to cause us problems. So we've got to work out how we're going to manage it between the lines. Oh, it's, it's just going to be a hell of a game, isn't it, Trav? I mean, yeah. obviously, as a neutral, you must be like rubbing your hands together. Half 12. Are we going to do a live tomorrow? Are you free for a live watch along? Yeah, I'm free, I'm free tomorrow. Um, and obviously, let's see, you've got injury problems of their own. Some are uh, fabricated. Edison, Haaland, Nathan Ake, all these players that didn't go away for an international duty. They're all training well today. You just don't know what kind of shape Pep's going to put out, do you, Trav? But if there's one team Pep will change his style and philosophy for, it is Liverpool. Because as OB's mentioned before, he's he's just got a fear of Liverpool, hasn't he? Yeah, I think, like you said, the one thing Pep Guardiola, I think with any any team, to be honest, is he, is he respects everybody. He won't take Liverpool lightly. I think he'll he'll be a little bit worried, especially with the setup that he's been going this season with Gravadio at left back, who's naturally a little bit of a centre back. I think Liverpool will see that as an area that they can really exploit on the counter attack, and I think I expect it. 
to sort of be a, a predictable pattern where Man City will have a lot of the ball. And I think Liverpool will be happy for Man City to have a lot of the ball as long as it's in areas that aren't damaging them because they've got plenty of pace on the counter-attack that can scare. I think Diaz, Nunes and Salah can frighten the life out of City. I don't think they'll take as many risks as you see them taking in full-back areas and stuff. They won't want to leave any spaces in behind in wide areas because I think Liverpool can score goals tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how City set up. I think, like, I echo what OB says, if, if if you need a holding player and you've only got one at the club and he's fit, he's got to play. Like you said, it's the biggest game of the season, really. And I don't, I don't, I think there's more pressure on City. I know they're top, but being at home in, in, in these circumstances, I don't think Liverpool have to go out there and win the game. I think I think if you offered Liverpool a draw now, they'd take it. Um, I don't think you have to go there and get the three points. I think at Anfield, you, you can give them a fantastic game. And if you can get four points across the two games, that's going to put you in, in, a, in a very, very strong position. So, yeah, I think it's going to be cagey at times. I think Man City will have the majority of the ball, but I think it's up in the air. I think it's anyone's game tomorrow. Oh, say more things like that, Trav. I'm looking forward to even more now. Um, I, I said to you on the group chat today, OB, that if ever there's a game that we take a bit of a gamble, throw a bit of a curveball, maybe don't go with a traditional CDM, go 4-2-4, like we've mentioned before. It's this game away to uh, Man City. It's, it's almost a gimme. I know like if we fancy ourselves to be in a title race, you think, well, we can't be going calling it a gimme. Uh, but at Anfield, I, I expect to beat Man City Anfield. I expect to beat Arsenal Anfield. That's just what I think of my club and, and my team under Jurgen Klopp. So going away to Man City, I'm sure they're going to expect to beat us. Um, but for this game, Trav, mm. Darwin Nunes, I've said to Obi, he has to start today. Even if he's got like 5% jet lag, he has to start. My feeling is he's on the cusp of literally exploding. Three goals for Uruguay in the last two games. He's getting like literally about five or six good chances every game for Liverpool. Not taking them all, but he's to me, he feels like on the cusp he's going to score about five goals in one game soon. Yeah, is that the yeah. way you see it as like a, yeah. a rival fans? It feel like that to you. He'd be unlucky not to start. Put it that way. I think his performances are improving all the time. And like you said, in terms of a goal threat, even when he's not. He's not polished. He's not playing magnificently well all the time, but he's just such a threat and he'll score goals even. Do you know what I mean? He's, he reminds me of like Andy Cole in that sense. Andy Cole used to have a lot of chances and he used to score like two out of four, two out of five. Do you know what I mean? But he'd always get a couple of goals. And I, and I think Nunes is that type of player. He'll, he'll, he can create chances off his own back as well, even if t the... Um, the other players around us aren't, aren't creating chances for him because of his sheer pace and determination and desire, aggression, the way he plays, he'll create chances for himself. So, yeah, without a doubt, he's starting tomorrow. Um, like I said, I'm not sure he's fit at centre half. I don't, I know John Stones is out, definitely. Diaz, I'm not sure. Rodri, I'm not sure. So, yeah, Man City will play relatively high. So, for me, Nunes has got to start the game. Just, just a question it. for you guys would you? the middle or would you try to bring him off 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 the wide position because for me i would almost like to see us go at the heart of them and mm. see what they've got and but i don't know whether that's where we get the most success yeah but, I, but maybe yeah I, I wouldn't fancy him against walker in a one-on-one -on -one. and that and that's what i'm thinking it's almost mm. like the pace gets neutralized so do you then go 
I'm going to put this lad through the middle and scare the hell out of them, them central defenders with pace, um, with power, with speed, you know what I mean? With the movement, with the instinctive nature of his movement when he's in and around that area. Yeah. Because Walker's used to outpacing people. Now, he might overpower Walker, and that mm. might be what, what Klopp thinks and maybe leaves him out there. But then I, 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 I could just see him playing through the middle. I just think that's where he's going to cause yeah. most of the problems. I think Walker's a huge threat going the other way, and I think that suits Diaz more as well. Like from yeah. the defensive perspective, I think Diaz will track him all day. He's a workhorse, Diaz is. He'll do that all day on Walker. So yeah, I think I think he'll play through the middle, but he'll he might drift out a little bit further to the right in between like Rivardio and whoever the left side of centre half is. Similar to that goal he scored against Newcastle, that sort of area. That's where you want to see him just getting on the end of a through ball and just finishing. So yeah, that I see him playing through the middle, Obi. I agree with you. And we I mentioned also this think... before, Obi, uh, sorry about like horses <coughs> for courses. Remember me saying, like, if it's a bit of a chess game, like uh, against the top six where it's Techie, probably away from home. So probably yeah. uh, I'm going to contradict my own words here because we're away to Man City, who are like the top of the top six. But I always said, like, probably Gakpo for the more of a tactical chess game and then when we're playing like kind of at home definitely at Anfield against the other 15 teams in the league you go Nunes through the middle all day long but this game like you say with Kyle Walker and, and the pace Nunes has got to go through the middle for me um, but that's doing Gakpo a disservice because you'll be asking him to drop a bit deeper into the midfield but um, I said it to you on the Liverpool uh, group chat this morning I'm really leaning towards this 4-2-4 that you've sold to me yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the good thing about Cody playing in that in that bit in between is he can link up well with McAllister and Slobosai, who we assume would be the two in that formation. And he can link into into the front three. I mean the, the other option is you just don't play the ball in midfield. So you just play them long diagonal balls from the likes of uh Alexander Arnold and Virgil van Dijk. And you play them diagonally into the front three quickly and you just take the game away from the middle of the park because City are traditionally good in that area. They're going to cause a lot of problems in that area and, and we could just take that away from them. Yeah, and like you say, once you're zinging it out to Luis Diaz and Salah, you just know it's sticking, don't you? And then we're on the front foot. You've got like the movement inside of Gakpo, Nunes, Soboslai and McAllister supporting. Um, and, you know, I don't know, is this the kind of game that you would be looking to play on the counter-attack? I wouldn't blame Klopp if he did. Away to Man City, you've got to almost bide your time, keep it tight, probably for the whole first half, stay in the game for the first half. And then you're kind of looking towards 60, 65, 70 minutes. You get a goal, nick a goal. And then the next minute you have been the the grasp of winning the game. And then you're holding out for the last 20 minutes. But um... Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about the home game last last season, it was on a moment, wasn't it? We just we, we, we kind of got through it. And then that moment where um, Salah turned, what was his name? Um, he got rid of him. Uh, yeah, the fullback. Yeah. Yeah, Cancelo. Yeah, he basically got rid of him based on that. But it was like that moment is what you need, and, and they're the moments that you need to take something. So it's like, are we prepared prepared to do that? I think away from home, we're more likely to do that than we are at home. So I do think there's 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 a good chance that he'll he'll play something different tomorrow. He'll be looking for longer diagonal balls. Um, he might even use Allison as an outlet when a, a attack breaks down, and we've seen that a lot of times. 
um, over the last couple of seasons and almost take the game away from the midfield, have Slobosai and uh, McAllister do all the running and then and then just, just hit them, hit them on break, get into good positions, whether that be we come centrally and go narrow and take the problem away from Walker um, with a little bit of pace or whether we look to, to stretch their mid, uh, their, their defence and look to really stretch them across the pitch and then rely on someone like Salah with a touch of magic or Nunes with a bit of control or Diaz with a nice little touch somewhere. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of different options there and I'm sure that Klopp, he's really, really good at in, in working out how to break teams down and how to attack and how to score goals against teams and I'm sure he will have thought of all this and he'll come up with a game plan tomorrow. Ob, we're doing it again. No one's mentioned Diogo Jota yet Man. again, and he could very well Man. end up starting tomorrow, couldn't he? Yeah, he could do. I mean, I, I don't think he'd be in any of our starting 11s. This is the thing, mm. and it's really, really harsh on him. But he's a good impact player. I mean, he might start because I think if he goes four-two-four, Ob Jota would probably be most likely to start. Well, we're yeah. gut, we're Gappo. Over I don't know. I don't know. Probably if four two four and Jota will start, probably over Nunes, and jo- yeah. uh, Nunes comes on for the last twenty minutes. It's not yeah, what I want. Then, I'm just saying that that's no, the way he might go. I think. I think. Yeah. yeah it's, it's difficult to say. I mean, Jota's an interesting choice. He really is, and he's playing well this season. He's not getting the plaudits that he probably deserves from yeah. some of his performances. Um, He's a very different type of player to deal with. But if you think about City, City defenders are setting up there and they've go, well, we've got five attackers to deal with. We don't know how they're going to play. We know Salah, we know where Salah will play and we know if Diaz plays, he'll play there. But the rest of them, they don't know how they're going to attack. And that's that's what Klopp's banking on. He's banking on coming up with something that will cause them problems. I like it. I'm just going to jump in the comments. Charms is in. Cheers, Charms. That's Charms from Two Blues, our, our favourite um, collaborators, shall we say. Uh, Charms here, interesting fixture. Going to struggle to see five Liverpool players in your combined 11. Oh, that's cheeky, that is, Charms. That's cheeky, but I like it. Uh, what do we think about Gakpo? Starting to get that feeling he isn't like that. High hopes for him when he joined, but seems the confidence is starting to dwindle. Gakpo's a bit of a weird one, isn't it, OB? I mean, if it wasn't for Gakpo, we'd have got slapped around by Spurs having nine men. But he was the one that got us back in the game with that goal on halftime. He did get injured and went off at halftime. But it's, it's, for me, his season's a bit been a bit stop-start. Um, yeah. We're big fans of him, aren't we? Yeah, I, I really like him. I think he just needs he needs a bit of a run in the team. He needs to, he needs to find um, his place in the team as well. Um, it is a little bit in and out because of the quality that we've got up front and he's just got to become part of that. But we've seen we've seen him fits and starts last season. Um, the, the, the guy's got absolute class. He's a good link player. He knows how to move. I mean, I'm excited to see him link up, link up and I think I mentioned this before, particularly with the likes of uh, Slobosai and, and Grab Birch because I think they're his type of players. So I think as that progresses and that understanding comes, I think they will improve. Uh, Travis, are you over losing out on Gakpo yet and getting lumbered with Amrabat? <laughs> All these players linked with Pools and Man United. We get Gakpo, you get Amrabat. How's that working out for you? Oh, mate, you seem to do it all the time, don't you? You always seem to get the better one. <laughs> Lumped us with Sancho as well. He's still on the wage bill, isn't he? But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Gakpo, funny one this season. Like he, I think he... When he came in last season, he really hit the ground running. And like I said, he set really high expectations. But similar to what OB says, I think he's just 
you've rotated the team a lot, the front line. You've got a lot of quality, do you know what I mean? Diaz coming back as well. When he first broke in, Diaz was injured. He's come back into the team. Jota's doing well. Salah's Salah. So, yeah, he'll get his chance. There'll be games. There's plenty of games coming up. FA Cup will come in and go further in the Europa League and stuff like that. And he'll get plenty of games. So, yeah, I think it's still early days to definitely write him off. I, I wouldn't say he's quite dwindling just yet, personally, but I think it's just a case of rotation and horses for courses. He'll get plenty of games, I feel, this season. I think Charms has been reading too much Twitter because Gakpo's been getting a bit of... Um negative response on Twitter, I've noticed. And I, I haven't seen it. Honestly, I haven't seen it. His season's been stop-start. I think you'd have to watch every Liverpool game to be um, confident that that's a, a false narrative at the minute against Gakpo. But I can see how maybe opposition fans can see him not hitting the heights of last season. But remember last season, Obi, Gakpo come into a really struggling side and it was all like, you know, why have they bought uh, Gakpo as a a forward when they were in desperate need of a midfield. So he'd done well when a struggling side with people questioning why he was even bought in the first place. So for him to shine back then, he's got he's got like money in the bank to, to be given time to shine this season for sure. Absolutely. I think he scores tomorrow as well. I'm going to call that yes. one early. Come on. I think I think I think he's going to net. I, I really do. I think he's the sort of player who will cause them a lot of problems. And I just have the feeling that he's, he's he's going to put the ball in the back of the net. Let's go. Um, so we've got Nunes scoring, Salah scoring, Gakpo scoring. This is going to be a mad <laughs> game, Trav. Do not miss it as a neutral. It'll be five each at this rate. <laughs> uh, Dalaval's joined us. Cheers, Dalaval. Legend will beat Man City 3-2. Nunes to win it for us. I like them apples. Matima beat Alisson Trent, Kanate Van Dijk. Gomez at left back. Nice. McAllister, Soboslay, Jones. Jones gets the nod. Jota, Nunes, Salah. There you go. No Diaz for Dalaval. I think um, it's interesting because, like... Gakpo's versatile. He absolutely all, is, the, all the teams that people are suggesting, it's a realistic chance of them happening as well. And like you said, I think it, there's two big factors, I think, that will determine what team he picks. How the players have come back from international break and the early kickoff as well. The early kickoff. It's just nasty. It really is. I hate it. I think it is a factor with the travelling and people like don't really sleep well and get up well for early kickoffs and stuff. Players will be different. Some players perform better early, kicking off earlier. Some people prefer night games as well. It's just, it's just different, and they will be determining factors as, as well. But like you said, Klopp knows his players. The staff all they know what team to pick, and I'm sure they will have prepared this from Tuesday when the players reported back. So, yeah, it's going to be intriguing to see who he picks and what sort of midfield he has because the midfield battle is going to be the one that I think will determine who wins it, really. Are we we're going to touch on these half-12 Saturday kickoffs after an international break? Or is that just... Um... Is that just making excuses before the game? 14 well... games we've had. 14. That's, 12 that's 30 his... on a Saturday afternoon international that's... break. This is like sorcery. That's yeah, not that's, good. That's since Klopp's took over. Um, and the next highest team is Spurs with six, I believe. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it is an absolutely ridiculous stat. Now, I, uh, yeah, you can say what you like about it. It just doesn't ring right. And there's something clearly wrong there. I mean, there, there could be an argument that Klopp, uh, Klopp's teams have been up towards the top of the league. But if that was the case, City would be up there as well. And they don't seem to have the same problem. So, yeah, um, yeah it doesn't help us. Um, I don't think it helps, particularly with uh, a South American contingent as well. 
because that's a that's a long distance to travel. Um, so it puts us under quite a lot of pressure. So well, yeah, luckily the the South Americans played on a Tuesday evening, so they they flew home on Wednesday. They're actually training Thursday, Friday. So that is a little bit more positive. Um, I mean, sometimes they haven't even got a training session, have they? I don't know if they played late Wednesday, flew Thursday through the night, got back Friday. So it is a little bit more positive. However, let's not um, let's not focus on that. It's the same for Man City players who were playing away in South America. Uh, Alvarez, for one, I can't be bothered reeling off the rest of them. But the point is, it's 14, next most is six. But let's just move on, right? We're going to get on to the combined 11, okay? And what I thought we'd do, I've got to type it out because I haven't got a website that does a combined 11. I don't know why BBC haven't done one. I'm going to type it out. What we're going to do is the three of us are going to be like uh, X Factor, okay? All three of us are going to get a golden buzzer. The golden okay. buzzer means that you're having that player in this 11, like no matter what, it's not for debate, okay? You don't know All when right. you're going to use it, Okay. So, like, let's say first off is goalkeeper. If if any of you argue that Allison, exact for example, I will. Like, I'm having Allison. He's my golden buzzer. Okay. All right. Okay. You know you know the rules. Cool. Right, yeah. Right. Let's done. do it. Let's hit yeah. number one. Trav. <laughs> Allison standard. Yeah. For me, yes. Allison, 100%. Yeah. We can me too. Work. It's not. It's not really a debate, is it? I think. I think Allison's probably the best. How the how he's the not the Brazil number one is beyond me. I'd love to know who the Brazil manager is. It must be like Edison's uncle or father-in-law or something. Who's number one now? Is it Edison? Edison, yeah. Allison's played the last two games because Edison cried off with a fake injury in the last two weeks. But it's been Edison has been number one. I don't know why, because Allison has reached levels, OB, that I'm just putting it out there. I don't think I've ever seen these levels. He's That's the weird because goalkeeper ever a now. Seasons, a couple of seasons ago. When Allison was number one, I actually thought at that point it should have been Edison. And then now, when I definitely think it should be Allison, it's Edison. So I'm not really sure what's gone on there. But without a doubt, for me, at the moment, I think Allison's definitely at least the best keeper in the league. Yeah, that's a right to the Brazilian Football Association, Trav, on behalf of Liverpool fans. <laughs> right, let's head off. So, Alisson, no golden buzzers needed. Right back. And I'm not even sure what formation we're going to go. In my head, obviously, both teams play a pretty much a 4-3-3, but I've got a feeling we're yeah. going to have to go 4-4-2. But that's what we we'll discuss. Right back. Who are we having? Go on, Ovi. <laughs> um, honestly, hand on heart, I'd have Walker. Yeah, I would. I struggle to. I struggle to make a case for Trent. I think attacking wise, Trent's probably slightly better. But if you're talking about the fullback who who has it all, I mean, I'd say Walker's up there with the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, Trav, you in agreement yeah. with that? Yeah, I'll give up Trent. I've I got no problem giving up Trent because. Like you say, we're talking about defence first and foremost. As a right-back, Kyle Walker is... I mean, there's talk about Kyle Walker being the best right-back in the Premier League ever. That's obviously up for debate. People will throw in uh, Gary Neville, of course, who's got the trophies to show. Kyle Walker is still at the top of his game and he's nearly 33 now, is he not? Maybe even 34. I know he signed a new deal. So, yeah, he is quality. Yeah, go with Walker. Centre back Ob, who are we having out of the two two centre backs? Well, I, oh, I, I would say we've got to have Van Dyke in there. Yeah, um, and probably Ruben Diaz, I would imagine. Yeah, are we going to do it? Unless anybody thinks any different. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ruben I, I Diaz for me and unless, Van Dijk. Unless you, yeah, unless you guys think any different, but I think that's probably the easiest two positions to nail down. Mm. Uh, Trav, yeah, I think Van Dijk is back to his imperious best. Like from the the years of 2018, 2020. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I th- yeah, I th- there was a there was a point where he was ridiculous. Like literally, you could not touch him. Like he was ridiculous. I don't think he's quite back to that level, but he's certainly playing unbelievably at the moment. At one point, he was the best centre half in the world, and I'm not saying he's not now, but the level he reached then he's just i think since the injury he's just dipped off and that's natural with just age and and his body but yeah he's he's certainly playing top joy he's playing out of his skin he is certainly back this season so yeah he's got he's a definite in that team van dyke he's been quite quality this year the thing is i'm not even angry at rival fans ob for for kind of laughing at ob uh, ob <laughs> virgil van dyke being mentioned as the best center back ever in the premier league because he did fall off pretty horrendously last season. So you can see when they were saying he's not standing up to 10 years of Rio, 10 years of Vidic, 10 years of John Terry. You could see it, but for for when he's at the top, from 18 to 20, so 2018 to 2020, to back to now, and I honestly think he's back, I think he's reaching a level above all of them. Yeah. That might just be being biased. Yeah, there's there's an argument to say that as well, but remember that them other players had bad periods in, in their careers as well uh they weren't amazing none of them were amazing for 10 years they had periods of form when they dropped off yeah. um but the, the the consistency shows over time and he's another one of them types of players i'd say i think it's because obviously van dyke come at the party a little bit later than the likes of rio and vidic john terry yeah. i mean they were like hard like from 21 22 23 obviously van dyke come at the four at the age of like 27 28 didn't he so he didn't have that kind of longevity as you would mention all the aforementioned centre-backs but he was in a different league as well and that 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 that's why it's so difficult to compare him and like you said coming from Celtic going to Southampton and stuff and he he was quality at Southampton but when you're at Southampton you're not going to notice as much do you know I mean you you're going to get plaudits for different reasons you're probably like a big fish in a small pond so he hadn't really proven himself at the highest level. He probably still had a similar level of quality. But like you said, he, he joined Liverpool later than when them boys had joined. So I think it's a little bit of a, an unfair comparison to compare the likes of Van Dijk to like Rio and stuff. I don't really always like those comparisons. Different era of football. You can never really say both monsters in, in their own right. Do you know what I mean? Both ridiculous on the ball, both quick, both strong both chipped in with goals, just both incredible players, just those two as an example. So, yeah, Van Dijk's top draw. And obviously, Rio and Terry, they've got their trophies to back it up over 15 years. So, it's an easy assumption to make that Virgil van Dijk didn't reach their level. He's become, he was, let's face it, he was late to the party. He blossomed at like 27, 28 in a top league, winning European Cups and leagues, of course. But um, but it's a good... Good conversation. Well, like, you're only as good as your team. Like, there's only so much you can do. Like, so yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Left back. There isn't much choice here. I've already typed out what we're all going to pick because there isn't much to- choice. Go on, uh, go Robertson's, on, then, Scott. Robertson's injured. I've already written out Gavardiol. Yeah. You got Gavardiol, Nathan Aki. He's injured as well, isn't he? He's, Nathan Aki's more a centre back. Gavardiol's been playing left back, isn't he? 
Yeah. Unless you want to chuck a Nathan Aki in there. No, for no, no, no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go with you. <clears throat> Gavardio, left back. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Right, so we move into midfield. This is where it gets tricky. Obviously, we can only, we've already omitted Andy Robertson from left back because he's injured. That means we've got to omit Kevin De Bruyne. So who are we having in the midfield? Are we going 4-4-2? Are we going 4-3? Are we going 4-2-4 even? Who basically, think, who's, should, who's definitely I going think, in there? I think, I think we should go 4-3-3 and I think we should put Rodri in there as a starter because I 100%. think it's hard, hard to argue. Probably the best defensive midfielder in the world. And I say probably, we move that probably, he 100% is. Um, He's the reason that City got over the line last year with the treble. And uh, he's absolutely immense. Absolute monster of a player. Let's be honest, we'd all have him, wouldn't we, Trav? Oh, yeah. He's ridiculous. He is an absolute ridiculous player. The thing is, he's added goals to his game as well. Like, he wasn't scoring when he first came and now he's scoring from from everywhere. Scoring from 20 yards, 30 yards. He he can do it all. He's a ridiculous player. So, yeah, Rodri's definitely, he's in there, 100%. I think anchoring in there with him. Where's OB gone? (laughs) Yeah, I think his connection's gone. It was slowing up a little bit. I think on current form, Slobberslai's got to be in in the midfield as well. If we're playing three in midfield, I think Slobberslai's got to be in there as well. On current, yeah, I, I, think he's had a, I think he's had a fantastic season. I mean, if we're not talking about like, oh, if you're having two holding midfielders or whatever, if you're just having the the three best midfielders out of the two clubs, I think Rodri, Slobberslai and one other's got to go in there. So, yeah. I think he's been a breath of fresh air for Liverpool. He's really revolutionised the way you've played. I think defensively as well, like he's quite underrated in terms of his work rate. He gets about the pitch. He's not afraid to put in a few tackles. But his quality in offensive areas is just outstanding. His finishing is just brilliant. I mean, he scored two goals in the week as well, international, didn't he, I noticed. I saw that scroll by on Twitter as well. He's just a goal machine. From midfield, it's really old-fashioned lamps type player. So yeah, he, he's got to be in there for me as well. I don't think I've seen a combined eleven of the Premier League team of the season so far. Obviously, from all rival fans that hasn't got Sobersly in there, it's Is always it? like Sobersly, um, Rodri, obviously James Madison, yeah. Son is in there, Nunes is in some, Salah's in quite a lot. Um, um, so yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got yeah. I, I can't agree more. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if Obi's coming back, but who are we having in the midfield three with Sobberslay and Rodri? My yeah. third one would have to be Bernardo. Yeah, I'd um, already written out uh, Silver number seven, but then you started mentioning Sobberslay, so I yeah. deleted it and started <laughs> right Sobo. Uh, yeah, so Bernardo. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been some other good ones as well. Obviously, I don't know if you class Foden as a midfielder. He's been decent. I won't, I won't put him on Bernardo's level. If I think of Liverpool's other midfielders, I just don't think the blend in there's quite hit the heights. The other ones, McAllister's been a little bit up and down for you. Endo hasn't played much. And I don't think we've seen enough of like Harvey Elliott or Curtis Jones to be put in there. So I think Bernardo, again, is having another outstanding season. I think back to the game at Old Trafford, and I don't know. We're dead rubbers at the minute. We're not easy, but he literally ran that game from start to finish. He was we couldn't get near Bernardo. And the thing is, what I love about Bernardo, whatever position he plays, he came as a winger from Monaco and he moves it more into midfield now. 
wherever he plays, he's a nine out of ten. He, yeah. You just know exactly he, he does everything to the highest standards. And he is, that's the sign of a top class footballer. It reminds me of one matter with pace. That's what he reminds me of. One matter with pace, mate. He's just ridiculous. But when he, him and Pep fell out, I don't know what happened there, but we were all praying he was leaving, weren't we? Going to Barca or whatever. Yeah. That shows how high, highly regarded we all see him. He's like top you know, top draw. Do you know what a lot of it is, I think? I think the wives aren't happy in Manchester, you know? it's cold and they don't want to live here i'm not even joking like a lot of it's because like the players and the families get homesick and they want to go to like hotter countries that's genuinely what it is and he probably did want to move to Barcelona. to me that makes sense um so yeah pep's convinced him to stay somehow probably through money or whatever has he signed a new deal i think he signed a new contract like, yeah i think it's all put to bed now that's, that's it. He's it. staying. yeah he's staying and, and they need the dismay of all those fans that's it I mean, they needed to keep hold of him as well because their midfield's not really settled. I know Rodri had a suspension. They lost a couple when he was out. Nunes hasn't played much from Wolves. They lost Gundogan, so, and Phillips don't play. So they need Bernardo Silva more than anyone at the moment. Uh, I'm just going to jump in the comments, see if OB's coming back. Dalaval says, we apparently want a defender in January over a DM, which I'm not against. I am Dalaval. I'm 100% against it. We need a CDM like more than anything. Even if we bought a defender, if all the players are fit, would he get in? I don't think he would. He's not getting in over Trent. He's not getting in over Robertson. He's not getting in over Van Dyke. Then if it's a central defender, he's duking it out with Matip, Gomez and Kanate. A CDM is exactly what we need. Yeah. Uh, Charm says, me and Dan just finished our team of the season so far list. Um, I watched it last night, uh, Charms. Not all of it, though. I was busy like sorting the kids out. Only Liverpool players nailed on was Salah, but Dan went with Van, Van Dyke in his back line. What Liverpool players would you say would be in your team of the season so far? Alisson charms 100%. He's not just the best keeper in the league, he's the best keeper in the world right now. And the levels he's reaching, I think he might be the greatest keeper ever. I mean, like, take away your what? Gordon Banks, take away nah, your... come on, Steelers. man. OB, Honestly, mate. Save, save the stream, OB, mate. This is what happens, man. We need OB to <laughs> win, man. Honestly, uh, I'm just seeing something. Honestly, I'm just, I'm seeing something. Alisson... Is like he's thirty now. Honestly, Trav, you need to watch more Liverpool games. He's like pulling out saves that he should never be saving. Saves that normal keepers would let in. He's making it look easy and just catching like there was no danger at all. Like mm. it's to you've just got to watch it to believe it. Um, but again, that's for another poddy. Always Peter Check, Peter Schmeichel. I'm putting all of these into the Wow, I've just got yeah, he's like reaching these levels now, and I'm so glad he's ours. That's all I'm saying. And I hope that he has a few more trophies to add to his haul before he ends up leaving Liverpool in the next three, four years, whenever it is. Um, but charms, Allison's in, Salah's in, and as we me and Travis alluded to, I think Soberslay's got to be in. I mean, that's three Liverpool players that might be a bit biased from my side, but I'd need good arguments to take out Allison, Salah, and Soberslay. I gotta admit. Yeah, for me, Salah's a, without a doubt. Um, Van Dyke for me as well, them too. I, I'm not sure, like like you said, Madison's been outstanding as well. 
um, in there. So, and, and Rodri would have to be in there. Depends if you're playing a two or a three, but yeah, I think Salah for definite. What um, keeper I'm, could you make an argument, Trav, over Alisson then in team of the season so far? No, I can't make a, I can't make a case for a goalkeeper now. I think Allison's in there as well. I think yeah, them three are nailed on for team of the season so far. Yeah, I think. Well, Vicario, Vicario is it? He's been yeah, good. Well, I don't think he's been quite Allison level, but yeah, I, I'd say Allison's in there as well. Uh, Dalaval says Jot is on sc goal scoring form, and I do not want to ruin it. But Diaz is quality as well. We've got brilliant. Depth in attack, absolutely. Diaz, two goals against Brazil during the week. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? We've got Soboslai scoring a brace. We've got uh, Nunes scoring three goals in two games. We've got Luis Diaz scoring two against Brazil. Like It just feels like Liverpool are coming back all in form. So, uh, mm -hmm. fingers crossed it works out that way tomorrow. Uh, I hope 12.30 Kess has broken it as well as we have won both our 12.30 kickoffs this season versus Wolves and Everton, absolutely Dalaval. I echo your sentiments. Oh, shit, yeah, Alisson has to be it. <laughs> so, Charms, who did you put in the team of the season then if you've only just realised it's Alisson? That's what I want to know. Don't be hitting me like travel with this Vicario nonsense of Spurs. Oh, no, um, no, no. <laughs> uh, Dalaval, my kid, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> my combined 11, Alisson, Walker, Diaz, Van Dijk, Vardial, Rodri, De Bruyne, we've omitted De Bruyne, Dalaval, because he's injured, Bernardo Silva, uh, Soboslite, Doku, Haaland, Salah, I think you've picked 12 players there, you know? Hey, put De Bruyne or Bernardo, he put them on, yeah, he put nine, 10, 11, 12, no, it's 12, it's what? 13 with, yeah, look, Alison Walker, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or Bernardo, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> That'd be my team as well, mate. Have a, have a 13, wow. Um, Pep's scared of us. He's bringing all his players back from international break. Absolutely. Cheats. What's that, Dalaval? They're cheats. Can't agree <laughs> more, mate. Alison, best keeper in the world. Agree. Trent, defensive this season. Has been good this season, but Walker is quality right back. Absolutely. He's in the combiney uh, 11. Van Dyke is not his pre-ACL form, but he's still a world-class centre-back and probably the best in the world. Can't agree more, mate. Van Dyke is back. Um, right. Let's get back to the team, Trav. We're nearly done. Yeah. So, Silva, that's the midfield done. We're on to the front three now. Robot. Robot, he's the golden buzzer, isn't he? Like, he would veto anyone. He has to be in Robot, doesn't he? So, Robot's he's, in. He's absolutely in um, Haaland. So, there's two spots left. I think we've already alluded to Salah is in everybody's team of the season. So, for that reason, he's in this combined 11, isn't he? Salah's in, yeah. 100%. That leaves one spot up for grabs. So, it's a toss-up between... Doku and Diaz. Doku and Diaz. No, no, I might have to use my golden buzzer, Trav. Who for? Darwin Nunes. Mm. My screen's going all like... Darwin Nunes. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I can see it, maybe. Just, like I said, Doku... Has been in and out, obviously, because of like Grealish and the amount that they rotate. Yeah, I can see why you can put Nunes in there. I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have that golden buzzer. 
Uh, I'm not sure if I want to make a golden buzzer, though. Talk me out of it. I mean, I Doku is fantastic. I can't talk you out of it. Like you said, it's Nunes has had a fantastic season. Um, he misses some big chances, though, and he'll get better, but he's still young. So, yeah, I think he's been quality. Yeah. Um, it's between him or Doku, I think. He, he's but it's mad because, like, Trav, splitting hairs. Klopp, so. might not, Klopp might not even play Nunes tomorrow. I know. That's the madness. How can we put him in a combined 11 if Klopp might not even play him? Because... I don't know. You've got so many good options, though. Jotter as well. It just depends how you want to play. But the, the thing is, Nunes has got a stinker in him as well. That's the thing. Like, he's so... That's why Klopp doesn't play him sometimes. Because, like you said, you think he's getting ahead of steam. He's on form. Da, 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 and then next minute, he'll just drop a 2 out of 10 and miss a miss from one yard. And you're just like, oh, he's just... He's dead. Like, do you know what I mean? He's one of them, but... Yeah, I think it's a toss-up between those two. I love Doku as a player, though. Um, just strong winger, can play either side, assists, he'll score goals. So, yeah, for me, I would just put Doku in. But if you want to use your buzzer for Nunes, man, I know he's your boy, mate. So, yeah. Right, let me count it. So, Liverpool, one, two, three, four. Only four Liverpool. I'm going to use my buzzer. Nunes is in. So, so Nunes is going to be off the left. Nunes. Uh, I think it'll be five with Nunes. So five. Edison, Van Dyke, Salah, Nunes. Yeah. So, we'll obviously. So, that basically, at the back four, there's three Man City. You've got Walker, Diaz, Vardiol. In the centre of midfield, at the three, the two Man City, Rodri, Sobosly, Silva. Up front, you've got Haaland, Salah, Nunes. I mean, Haaland, Salah, Nunes. The mouth waters. That's sexy, isn't it? I think that's fair. But but who's gonna manage the side? I've still got my buzzer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. joking. (laughs) Not Eric (laughs) Tenag. That's for another potty, isn't it? Pep versus Klopp, mate. That's another potty in itself, mate. Absolutely. Uh, Right, Trav. I don't think Ob's coming back, so let's get straight to predictions. Score prediction. Dalavau, if you're still with us, give us your score prediction. If you haven't already, I think you might have, actually. Let me see. I think you might have said 3-2. Yeah, 3-2. Liverpool, didn't it? 3-2 Liverpool. What are you saying, Travis? I'm going to go 3-2 City. Just. Just City. Just. I think, like you said, both sides are capable of scoring lots of goals. But it, you, you never know, it could swear a madness, a red card, you just don't know. But I just think City, just with that draw at Chelsea, I think Pep's going to have the bit between his teeth. He's going to be so determined not to lose this game and he'll want to win. And I don't think he cares how they perform tomorrow. Like Dalaval said, I think he is a little bit scared of Liverpool and the impact that they've had on his title challenges over the last five years. So he he will make sure he'll have a sleepless night tonight, making sure his boys get the job done tomorrow. So I think they'll just shade it. Uh, I'm going to go three-one Man City. I just think they're going to have too much for us at the Etihad. I think the lack of a proper world-class CDM is going to cost us. If it's going to cost us in any any game, it's going to be away to Man City. Um, not that our luck will run out, 
Mm. Um, because I don't think we've been lucky so far. I think we're worthy of being second place in the league. But and I'm not saying we're getting found out. I just think at Anfield, I'm backing us to win. At Etihad, I'm backing Man City to win. We haven't even mentioned VAR. Obviously, I'm still um, absolutely heartbroken about that Spurs debacle. VAR and the rest will have a huge hand in tomorrow's result, Travis. You reckon? Huge. Like, you cannot stop it. It's ruining football and it's inevitable it's going to happen. And it really is as simple as that. So, 3-1 Man City. And it'll probably... I don't think it'll knock the stuffing out of us. Because, like I say, I think we'll go to Anfield and we'll reverse the scoreline, probably beat them 3-1. Um, but, yeah, we'll be there for it. It's definitely... Be it's there definitely for it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not... A gimme though, it's not going to be one of those games where it don't matter if you lose because the psychological factor of whoever can take three points will be huge. If Liverpool take it, they'll believe they can win the league. If Man City take it, that will give them the boost that they need to just kick on at the top. They'll go four points clear and then it'll be that will lay down the gauntlet to the rest of them. Arsenal, where Brentford, tough game. Chelsea, Newcastle, tough game. Spurs, I don't, they've got Villa on the Sunday. Catch us if we can, if they win, in it. Absolutely. We'll be there for it. Don't forget to join us. If you made it this far, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Me and Travis will be there for a live watch along from 12.30 tomorrow. Make sure you're there too, and we'll see you there. Liverpool, come on. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot!